guest today is actress Elaine Ballas. Thank you for joining me, Elaine. How are you doing? I am doing great, and it's a beautiful day. It's not too hot. The sun is out. And what more can we ask for? George Clooney. <laughs> there you go. I I wonder if he's coming back to Studio City. If he does, you want to go hiking with me up on Fryman? <laughs> Does he still have his house up there? He does. It's right in Iridale and Fryman. Not that I've been there um, or looking. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody seems to live on Fryman. What can I say? And there aren't that many houses. I used to live on Fryman, but it was 1960-something. <laughs> when I was Oh, I thought, thought it was like, wasn't it early 20 in the 2000s? No, that was Laura Wood further south. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I grew up in this area, but what have you been up to? I checked your IMDb and saw people I knew. So tell me what oh, you to. Yeah. Well, um, everything was going great this year. I did um, a lot of things, and I thought this is going to be a great year. I did um, a commercial. I did um, a live event. I did a music video. Well, it wasn't mine, of course. I was in um, the latest Eminem video. And I started a feature film. I did a feature film. Luckily, we ended, the last day of shooting was March 11th. My last day was March 10th. And the whole world shut down March 13th, on Friday the 13th. I knew it wouldn't be lucky. (laughs) (laughs) So now I have four films in the can, ready to be released. And Mm -hmm. only you know who has the answer as to when they're going to be released. One might come out within the month. Um on Amazon Prime. They might just go that route. But, I mean, everything is so different now. Everything's up in the air. I have no idea. Um, The movie I finished in March did have a release, a theatrical release date in July, but I don't know now. Now, the movie that may go Amazon Prime, could you tell us a name or is it still... NBA. No, I can. No, I'm that one I can talk about. That's the one I absolutely can talk about and would love to talk about. That one is called Love Without Hairs. And um, we shot it, it was ready to go. And then um, they were going to do the film festival. And then, of course, COVID hit. So there went the film festival. Oh, geez. (laughs) Yeah, so on your IMDb, very cool, right? And so, um, that's why they decided that they might rather than waiting to see what's going to happen, you know, with COVID, they would rather just release it. And it was a two person shoot in one room, very similar, I think, to Diner, and there's another one that it's similar to and the director is a wonderful director a young director not that young he's 
I think in his early 40s, um, from Spain, and he's won awards. And the writer, the author of the film, was Rafael Bunuel, who is the son of the famed director Louis Bunuel. Ooh, cool! So um, it has that kind of flair to, you know, kind of cinema noir. <laughs> and um, and so it's really it's really fun. It was a fun fun movie a lot of dialogue I can't even believe I memorized it all it was touch and go at the beginning but then I think from my skating background when you know you only have one shot and you gotta do it you just work and work and work and work till you get all the dialogue down everything was down and when we hit the set I was ready you know it was like okay just let it all go so I attribute a lot of that to the training I had in skating because for nothing else (laughs) it was an incredible discipline you know it was just great there were no take dues you're out there live in front of an audience and you can either do it or you can't and so I've always been thankful for skating for that for the discipline that it taught me. Now, I also read on your IMDb, and also you've told me, because I've known you for a while, you were an ice capade skater. Well, I wasn't in ice capades. Um, I did independent shows. Uh, I did tank shows. I did arena shows. Um, I skated in between periods for um, major hockey teams that were out here Mm -hmm. and um, I got to skate at Madison Square Garden which was a dream come true Mm -hmm. that was definitely a bucket list and um, I'm so glad I was able to do it because I'm not certain now a I would get on a plane and b I could even lace up my skates so (laughs) I'm just happy that I did it when I did it and it was an incredible experience and to say you skated at Madison Square Garden was very special to me. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I am. Well, I have two left feet, so. <laughs> That's, that has nothing to do with it. I mean, I would say between skating at Madison Square Garden and being in the Guinness Book of Sports record for most revolutions per second in a spin, um, those were two great accomplishments as a pro. I did um, I did a lot of ice shows. I did television. I did commercials. I did um, independent tank shows. I skated on plastic. I skated on a cruise ship to Alaska, which was hysterical because we went through Glacier Bay, which had ice on both sides, and we were skating on plastic, and the ship would kind of... If it kind of tilted, it was very interesting. So (laughs) it was fun, let me tell you. But I mean, those were all great experiences. And I don't know, now after COVID, I don't know if people will have those opportunities. And I think most of the ice rinks, I think one maybe in Riverside is open, but most of them I think are closed right now. So you can't even skate if you wanted to. And let me tell you about skating. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's a very, very unforgiving sport because if you don't do it for a long period of time and you think, oh, muscle memory, no, no. problem. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> I mean, it was, oh my gosh, I couldn't believe how hard it is. And your muscles are just laughing at you going, ah, so you think you can just leave me and then come back like nothing's wrong. Doesn't happen. Oh, that's how I am with martial arts. Because I was away for four years, took one class. I was like, uh, I'm getting old. I can't do this. <laughs> it's so amazing. Um, there's a, a skater, Richard Dwyer, who's wonderful. And he's in his 80s, but he never quit skating. So he's still out there jumping and spinning. Maybe not as fast or high, but he's still doing it. And the key was he never gave up. I mean, he never stopped. So um, I think that's the key to life. Never stop doing what you really want to do. <laughs> How did you get into skating? Well, that's really interesting. Um, I had an old, well, I have, she's still alive. Um, an older sister who was very badly knock-kneed and the doctor recommended figure skating and I my mom would take her and I was just a little baby screaming, I want to go on the ice, I want to go on the ice. <laughs> and so they said, fine, and I never got off the ice until life changed in different ways and then I did but for the most part I skated a lot and then after a while your mind knows what your body can no longer do or life takes a turn and you know you stop for a while but I never stopped that long but then when I had to stop um, for a while and then I was able to go back after probably four or five years, um, I realized that this is not going to work. I don't know if I skated every day for hours, which I couldn't have lasted hours, but even if I did that, I would have ever gotten back to where I was, you know? So I just sort of let it go, but then I wanted to try it again. I kind of got in the mood and now the rinks are all closed. So I think Someone's telling me, uh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we're in our 30s. Um... <laughs> it's very difficult in your 30s. You, you're yes. fine in your 20s, but once you hit your 30s, it's very difficult. Yeah, now that we're like, what, 31, 32? <laughs> Perfect age. I'm not getting any older. Well, that's my math. <laughs> But, well, I uh, never really liked all the math and got so confused when new math came into the process. And and I can't, I am so technically challenged anything, even if you give me a calculator, I'll mess it up. So, you know, it'll always come out 31, 32, 33 max. <laughs> that's, that's like me too. You know, because I was born in, let's see, 30 from now is, well, 30 years ago. <laughs> 90. It would be it would have been 1990. So you were born um in 1990. And that'd make you 30. You what? just had your birthday. I did. I the big 30. 3 oh. 
for the 35th time. <laughs> Listen, just pick a number and stick with it, you know. Which My mind has a problem. I look in the mirror and I go, oh, what happened? And then my mind never grew the way my body did. <laughs> I still think I am stuck in my 20s or 30s, you know? It's Me like, too. oh. And I look at people who are, some who are younger and some who are older, but are around the same age, give or take a few years. And I think they're really old, you know? And then I go, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, you know, I look, I look at grandma. Well, the grandma would have been 120, but um, the old country, she was from Italy. Uh, uh-huh. And I don't know about your grandparents, but I know my grandmother and your grandmother would never do half the stuff you and I do. Oh, they would have never done it when they were young. Now, I was very lucky. My maternal grandmother passed when I was very young Mm -hmm. but my paternal grandmother she was I think maybe that's where I get a little bit of the rebel Um, she was a rebel she was born in America in Boston and she um, did things that women didn't do back in the day and she ran companies and she did all the things that were usually done by men she mm-hmm. did so she was definitely a pioneer in you know I don't know that they said women's rights back then but um, they really needed women you know a lot more than they let us believe I think you know and their their way of thinking and their mindset I mean Look at the three women who were, um, they did the movie, you know, the mathematicians. Oh, hidden and I figures. think the last, that's it. I loved that movie. Um, and I, I thought it was just brilliant. And to think that it was women who did it, you know, it didn't matter if they were women of color or what, they were women who did it. You know, but so I thought that was amazing. So I think there were probably, if we really went back and searched, um, we would find that women have been at the forefront a lot more than they've ever been given credit. Well, Madame Marie Curie, who um, discovered radiation. Right. Yeah. Obviously, a woman. Unfortunately, she died from radiation poisoning. But well, you know that. That's the sad thing, um, because I have often wondered. We eat so much microwave food. At least I do. Um, but during COVID, I've turned into, and I know this is going to sound terrible, and everyone's going to be mad. But I feel like I've turned into a. 50s housewife from TV who always cooks dinner you know I think all the sitcoms and now that I've eaten like real food again because my mom was a wonderful cook as was my dad but I only nuked or made reservations and so I got to learn how to cook and I'm not saying I'm a great cook but it was 
palatable. You know, I could eat it and I didn't die. And I fed some to Oreo and he ate it and he's fine. And um, I've gotten to like it a lot better than, you know, just microwaving all my food. And I think I'm hopefully getting more nutrients. I cannot say what other people have said by saying, oh, I'm eating healthier. Therefore, I have lost all this weight. Not true. My scale and I are at wits with one another. We don't talk. I walk by the bathroom and it says to me, don't even. Don't leave me alone. It's COVID. You're getting too close. I I don't have a scale because they lie. You know, they are the worst liars. I mean, if you fake news, fake weight, fake everything. But um, I tell it the last time I went in, I said, listen, the only thing going up around here is, you know, my weight. So I put the scale on the stock market. I figured everybody should gain. (laughs) You know, everybody has. They call it the COVID-15. And what's the 15 as opposed to 19? Oh, just 15 pounds. Oh, COVID 15. Okay. No, no, thank God. I don't think I've done that much, but um, it's boy, it's difficult. And I don't know how or why. And I exercise a lot, I walk a lot, I do yoga, I do everything. I don't know why it. It seems that if you eat one piece of pie, you can gain three pounds. But if you don't eat pie the next day, you don't lose three pounds. I know. And what I've noticed, a lot of it too, I think it's just the mindset because we're stuck at home. And there's not a lot of places we can go. And our body's shutting down. So, um... You know, I've talked to a lot of people who've gained weight during the, the COVID crises. But you said on the upside, you've been cooking. Hold on, I think I lost you. No, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Um, uh, I'll text wait you. A Hello? Hello? Wait a minute. <laughs> I um I don't know what that what happened. My Bluetooth stopped. Oh. Hmm. Let me see. Maybe if I just use the phone. Yeah. Okay. Better. Can you hear me? I can. Okay. I'll just use the phone. I don't know what happened. My Bluetooth just stopped. That's okay. I can edit this out. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll just use the phone. Okay. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so COVID-15, oh good. Well, now they're saying there's a new spike in COVID and I don't know. I don't know. Everyone's giving us a different mindset and it's very difficult and very frustrating. I, um, I was a nurse for 30 years, as you know. I recall, yes. And I have my own feelings about this, which I won't get into because um, let's just say I have a conspiracy theory mind. (laughs) But we'll leave it at that. 
Oh my gosh, did I lose you again? Let's see. I'll text. Hmm. I think you might have hit the mute button. see if you did well you're still there how very weird hmm well I'll keep talking because I can always edit this out but um, Elaine's been in numerous films what I didn't know was she was in I think it was called Dracula Dead and Loving It and of course, Young Frankenstein, which, you know, is amazing. One of my favorite films. So, um, I still can't hear you. I don't know where you went. Let's check it out again. Huh. Oh, well. Wait. Oh, now I can hear you. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Um, like I said, it's a new phone, so ah, help. Technology is not my friend. <laughs> that's okay. I can edit stuff out or leave it in, and people can say, hey, that's cool. They're normal people. Oh, yes. Especially with me, they can find out that it's that I'm. 100% technically challenged. <laughs> so that will be good. But anyway, I wanted to get back to the film um, about Love Without Hairs, which is, it's um, kind of like a dark comedy. And I think you really have to be of the mindset that these two people are a little out there and to entertain themselves like COVID because they were stuck inside like COVID, they um, would play games with each other to keep themselves amused. Mm -hmm. So I think this is the perfect film and I think everybody, everybody will be able to relate. And soon I'm going to be having a book, which I really can't talk about right now, but it is going to be somewhat COVID related. So I'm hoping to get that out maybe by summer. This summer or next summer? This, this summer. It's already written. It just needs to um, be with the right publisher to get it out there. Great. So you'll send a press release or somebody will send a press release? Somebody will. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I might post it on Facebook. Hey, people, go to, you know, here's my book. They also, we also did... Um, a video and I was hoping to get them both released at the same time but unfortunately Rodney Allen Rippey um, helped me with it and he shot it but the editing equipment never really materialized so we're still waiting we've got all the raw footage but nowhere to go for the editing so we're that's on hold and I think I would like to get the book out and then possibly get the video out a little later, which would be fun, but it would be even more fun if they came together as a package. I wanted to do the whole thing as a package, but sometimes the best laid plans, you know, go awry. So 
that may happen with that. But um, I'm hoping to get that out. And then the other three projects, mm-hmm. well, I'm just hurry up and waiting to find out what's going to happen with them. One's supposed to come out in September, one in July, and the other one I don't know for sure because they decided, I think with a lot of my encouragement, to go ahead and turn it in to a full-length feature as opposed to a short. And so, so that one I'm really excited about too. And they're all completely different projects. So that makes it even more fun. So you'll do a press release or the production company will do a press release when they're ready to be released. I certainly hope so. (laughs) I hope that they will release them. I mean, of course, they're going to be released. It's just with the crazy times right now, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know that all the theaters are open yet. Mm -hmm. So, um, and one, I think, is supposed to be released on Facebook. Um, Facebook Watch. And the others were supposed to be in the theaters, but I think the one, Love Without Airs, they're just going to go ahead and do it on Amazon Prime, you know, because they just want to get it out. So as soon as it comes out, I'll let you know and you can let everybody know. We can do a press release um, because, you know, I'm working, I can't say the name, but I'm working with a um, public relations person right now. Who is wonderful. We both know him. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And he's very, very fun and just very bright and, you know, has had some wonderful clients. Yes, he has. And I'll be talking to him later tonight, so. Well, give him my regards. I love him. He's terrific. Yes, we'll call him Ted. (laughs) Ted. Okay. I like Ted. Ted Schlesi. There you go. There you go. Um, Wonderful man. Wonderful man. Um, And I so miss seeing you at the Hollywood Museum. I loved going to those events. They were so much fun. And we were all family. Yeah, I hope Donnell opens it soon. Um, Because, I mean... Just amazing things. Shout out to Donnell Donegan and the Hollywood Museum, which is the old Max Factor building. Correct. But it um, it just has everything. All this memorabilia. It had, you know, Anita Pointer. And I think the last time I saw June Pointer was there in January. No. June Bonnie. Um, June had passed. Um, it was Bonnie. Bonnie. Yeah, it was Bonnie, and she, I love the Pointer Sisters. I tell them I'm their other sister, (laughs) just a little lighter, (laughs) but I love them. I love their exhibit. That was just one of the best exhibits, and I believe it's still there. Um, And then the only place I have not been is to the dungeon, and I understand that's really creepy and scary, but one of these days I'm going to get to the dungeon. But other than that, I have enjoyed every exhibit they had. And Danelle Dadigan is so missed because she does 
so much for the Hollywood community, for every community. Um, the Gay Pride Month that they had wonderful exhibits. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Catwoman, um, Six Million Dollar Man, um, and Batman, and that was so great. I mean, he is terrific. Robin, the boy yeah. wonder. Well, I, I love them. I had worked for George Barris, who created the 1966 Batmobile. I've actually driven it two feet. <laughs> How exciting! And, and now they have the Back to the Future one. Did you have? Did he make that car too? No, he did not. Oh. He tried to take credit for it, but he <laughs> did not make it. Um, there was actually a Back to the Future exhibit in Vegas a couple years ago that I was at with, mm-hmm. you know, all the, uh, what are they, DeLoreans? Right. And that was incredible. I mean, I remember the DeLorean, but seeing like a hundred of them at one time was amazing. They didn't make that many DeLoreans. <laughs> I think they made a hundred, but there were a lot of replicas too. Right. But um, absolutely amazing. And this is stuff from our childhood or early adulthood. And this stuff was clean stuff. Yes. And it was fun and it was familial. And I really miss all of that. And I think the thing about the Hollywood Museum that's so wonderful is that I keep looking for some pan stick. I keep hoping somewhere in some crack there will be some pan stick left. Um, <laughs> but the glamour, the glitz, the, you know, the specialness of it all, that's what's so unique about it. And it really brought everyone together like old Hollywood, like a family. And it was fun getting dressed up to go there and you know they had some food and it it was there's nothing that you can't say that you don't love about it i i know even it smells like old hollywood (laughs) you know i it smells like glamour (laughs) glamour it's like makeup had a certain scent and i i don't know if I don't know if you know what I mean, but... Oh, absolutely. Okay. As a matter of fact, there was... um, And I wish I could remember her name. Um, There's a little girl who goes there quite often. She's a singer, young girl, and um, very pretty. And her mother came up to me and she said that her daughter just loved attending the events there because she said... Oh, Mom, I wish I grew up during this time. I miss this. And I thought that was so sweet. I know who you're talking about, and I don't remember her name. But she is with the same agent or publicist as Brandon. Oh, is Brendan? Brendan, Sten- yes, Brendan. Dennis? Yes, I adore him. He's, he's just the cutest boy in the world and nice oh and talented (laughs) you know nice and talented but they kind of 
they either have the same agent or the same press agent and he's just adorable but like I said it seems that Danelle and um, the different publicists Harlan Bowl, um, Roger Neal, Ed Losey, they all bring their clients there and there's a great cross-section of people and everyone gets along and it's just delightful. I mean, mm-hmm. delightful. And I just love the series that they have, um, the Lobby series. Those are so much fun. Yeah, I think the last one... It wasn't. We're not slamming.